listening to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry of teaching, spiritual direction, and counseling for pastors and leaders. For the next 20 minutes, we invite you into our home and our hearts as we share with you our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. We're grateful that so many of you are listening that iTunes listed Soul Talks as new and noteworthy. So, Christy, we were in the garden enjoying a beautiful spring day with all the flowers blooming all around us, and we had a conversation that was interesting. Yes, I was enjoying sharing with you my experience of listening to Kelly Clarkson sing the song Piece by Piece that talks about her story of her husband, piece by piece, loving her and bringing healing piece by piece to her heart from the abandonment of her father leaving at the age of six. Mm -hmm. And so then that got us into a conversation about your little girl inside of you, your history and in your heart and the little boy in me. Because I was thanking you for the way that you have been an ambassador of Christ to the child and me, loving and bringing more access to God's love to the little girl and me. And I felt the same way with you. And so we decided to have a conversation here on Soul Talks on loving the child in you. So our listening audience, we hope this will be an encouragement for you. So we came up here to our podcast studio and we're sitting down here having a conversation and I'm holding a picture of the most precious little girl on earth. This is Christy Southard, about two years old. And uh, we're old enough, Christy, that these are black and white pictures. Yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) And you're holding this cute little velveteen rabbit and your chin is kind of sticking out and you're looking up with big round cheeks smiling and just so precious, so lovely, so delightful. And that's my Christy. I was really struck, Bill, when we were engaged and you gave me this picture that I'm holding of, of you. as precious 18-month-year-old holding a ball and I see those big brown eyes that you have, the intensity of your will and, and strong spirit there and the smile and joy and exuberance that I so often have enjoyed in you. And as you gave this to me when we were engaged and then you asked for a picture of me mm. as a child, I was so touched by that. And I just realized what a precious thing that you would trust me with your inner child and want me to know the child in you and want to know the child in me. And I was struck with the power that you were giving me in that emotionally. To be vulnerable with you. you Yes, to be vulnerable with me. And to, I guess I took it as a way of saying, I want you to know even the fragile young parts of me. And and I want to trust you with this. And I want to know the young fragile parts of you and want you to trust me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is the, when we talk about the child in you or the inner child, what is that? How would you describe that? Well, I think we have these ego states, it would be one term to call them that we use in psychology, and of children within us at different ages, significant ages, that we have memories around that child. We have implicit memories stored in our brain, and we can access those. And often those are even triggered. Sometimes if you have a strong emotional reaction, you might ask yourself, well, about what age do I feel right now when I'm responding that way? And you might be able to identify actually an age 
And so we have these stored within us, kind of these emotional ego states of the children within us. And sometimes we've been stagnated at a certain age emotionally because of a trauma or a huge neglect or deficit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we've been able to mature in other ways into adulthood, but there's still this need kind of maybe feels young or childlike. And it can be helpful, I think, to acknowledge that, to be aware of that, to identify that, even to put ages on each of those emotional needs or memories. So the child is the young part of us on the inside, the vulnerable, more needy, emotional part. Yes. And often unconscious to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of Agnes Sanford talking about I think she had a, a name for the little girl in her unconscious that she, you know, would affectionately refer to when she couldn't remember something or, you know, she would speak gently to that. Yeah, it's okay. It'll come back to you like, like you would to a child. And then, you know, sure enough, she was able to access that again. But we do relate to the child within us, either treating her or him the way we were treated or learning to treat him or her with the love of Jesus. And so where, where does the Bible talk about this? Well, I know Jesus talks about unless we be his children. And is it Paul or, or John that I think talk about little children? Mm-hmm. John especially, yeah. In 1 John, in fact, the, there are seven times John the apostle, and he's later in life at this point, and he's talking to his disciples, and he says, my little children... Seven times in that short letter. And one point there in chapter two, there's three of these instances. And he says, I write to you, my little children. We, just, we need to just hear that, that. Here's our spiritual father, John, speaking on behalf of the, the Lord himself. I write to you, my little children, so you will not sin. Then a few verses later, he says, again, I write to you, my little children, because your sins have been forgiven. And then he says, and I write to you because you know that God is your father. So there's a progression there, sort of like John is saying, hey, be careful that stove is hot. Don't touch it. Stay away from sinful things that are going to hurt you and hurt other people. And then he's talking about forgiveness and then knowing God as a loving father. One of the things that our mentor Dallas Willard talked about is how one of the things we love about children is the way that they haven't learned to hide. Learn the defenses or to lie or some of the things yet when they're really little and just the beauty of that. And here I think Jesus and John, you know, they're speaking to that. And Jesus wants to have a relationship with us, all of us, honest, open with the vulnerable part of us, invites us into relationship. And one of the ways I've been able to be invited into that has been through you and your loving the child in me and being so gentle and sensitive and loving to the child in me, while at the same time still treating me as an adult who you respect. It's not like you've treated me like a fragile child that you have to parent or you have to be overprotective of or you can't have a you know healthy mutual relationship with. And I think that because you treat me as an adult that you respect with mutuality, it's helped me to even be safe to show the vulnerable parts of the child within. We all need someone, ideally a few people, that we can trust with this child, vulnerable, more emotional part of us, huh? Yes, we do. And that's one of the things that God has blessed us with is opportunity as clients have come to us over the years, and we've gotten to sit with them and look for the inner child in them and help them search for that inner child and find 
him or her and understand him or her and areas that the child within them needs God's touch in their soul and their life. I have many clients I can think of who, as we've been able to talk about the child within them and identify the ages and the needs and the feelings and the emotions, they've reported back to me where they've come and God has gifted them with an experience of loving the children. So one client I'm thinking of in particular came to me and she said, you know, I was really upset and having a lot of emotions about something that was happening at work. And I spent some time in prayer and scripture in Psalm 23. And as I was there, I was paying attention to what the children in me were feeling, the different ages, the three-year-old in me, the seven-year-old in me, the 11-year-old in me, um, the 16-year-old in me. And it was like we were all, I could see the little girl, each one of those ages in me, I could picture her there at the stream where Good Shepherd came and he splashed with us and he Mm. played with us and he smiled with us and he was restoring our soul. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. And she was able to have a picture of bringing all the different ages of the little girl and her to that still water to splash and play and be with Jesus. And it was an integrative experience for her of Jesus loves all of me, all the parts of me, all the young parts of me that I so often shame or ignore or tell they need to grow up and be an adult and work hard or those kind of things, and I don't really give time to nurture them. And so as I saw Jesus there with all of the children in me, the little girls in me delighting in us, it helped me to receive his love and to be more loving to myself. And I think that's the same experience I've had as I recognize the way you treat the child in me, acknowledge and see and treat me with gentleness. And you invite me to join with Jesus in loving me, even the childish parts of me. Yeah, I like to say that the power of a caring relationship is when you and I join the Lord mm. in caring for you. Because mm-hmm. it's easy for us to lose sight of the fact that unless we agree with, absorb, and internalize the compassion and kindness that someone is offering us, it's not really going to get in. We've got to agree with it. That has been so important for me to learn from you, Bill, because I would reject it because it didn't fit with what I thought I deserved so often. You know, early in our relationship when I would see you joining with Jesus to care for me, but I wasn't joining with Jesus and you to care for me. I was rejecting, thinking I didn't deserve it. And so you've had to identify your self-talk, the the ways that you think about yourself, the ways that you respond to your emotions and your needs. And of course, I've had to do the same thing in, in my life and in our relationship. And so as we identify these messages where maybe we're putting guilt on ourselves, or saying, well, you're too sensitive or you shouldn't be emotional or you shouldn't be so needy. And we repress and deny and reject these younger, vulnerable, emotional aspects of ourselves. We do. But as we become aware of them and as we bring them into our relationship with God and with his ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ, He can really bring great freedom and life and love there. One of the ministry leaders in my pastor's group shared a a beautiful experience she had where she was on an extended sabbatical retreat, and she had gone up into the mountains and an extended time of solitude and silence and prayer. And she had this epiphany where she saw Jesus come and dance with Mm. the little girl and her at every age from a baby. First, he started out holding her as a baby, dancing with her and then to a little girl, and then to all the ages, all the way up to her adult self. 
And it was this beautiful picture of him loving her all through her life. How wonderful. How fun. Yes. This is the what really John is leading us into this sort of a developmental progression, this healing process in First John chapter 2, as he talks about little children and young adults and spiritual parents. And he's leading us along saying, okay, you need to sort of start at the beginning here with the young, vulnerable part of you and come into a, a deeper, more trusting relationship with God. And you're going to need help with that. And that's why John himself is saying, you're my little children, and here's how I'm loving you with God's love, the Father's love. And then then there's the young adulthood stage, right, where there's some conflicts and some tensions, and we're, we're needing to grow up and deal with challenges and temptations and so forth. And then hopefully we come into more of a spiritual parent maturity where we are now caring for others out of the overflow. And it's a joy for us to share with others what we've learned and especially just to really emotionally be there and prayerfully be there with other people as we've received that level of care in our own lives. Yes. This could be hard to do alone if you're not having somebody who can mediate God's love to you. I remember one day bringing home some pictures that my parents had found of me as a child and I didn't even want to look at them. And I just shoved them away in a cupboard because I felt shame about that child. I had kind of rejected her. And I remember you asking about it or, and I said, you know, confessing that to you and you saying how sad that you felt about that and mm-hmm. that you loved the child in me and you inviting me to take those pictures out into prayer and ask Jesus to help me to invite his love for that child and to bring me freedom to let go of the shame and the self-rejection that I mm-hmm. was doing there. So glad that you're doing that more and more. So one of the things that has helped me and also you is praying Psalm 131. It's a beautiful psalm that really comes from the child within us as we go to the Lord and talk to him and seek his face. And it's been a beautiful thing for me to meditate on that. And it's and I'd like for you to share how the Lord has led you in doing that. This has been a great scripture to bring healing to the child in me and to bring the child in me to Jesus to bless. Like the parents brought their children to Jesus to bless. And he said, let Mm -hmm. the little children come. So you just imagine that. Mm -hmm. You just imagine yourself in that gospel scene. Well, yes, I imagine myself as a child in Jesus' arms. And so I think maybe what would be best, and I'll pray this scripture in the middle of this psalm over and over and over again, picturing myself being held by Jesus. And so I'd love to just pray that right now for our listeners. That would be a blessing. Jesus is enough for me to keep my soul tranquil and quiet like a child in its mother's arms, content, content as a child that's just been fed. So I picture myself as a child in Jesus's arms, Mm -hmm. like I used to hold my children after just feeding them and they would just fall asleep so fully trusting in my love with all, leaning all of their weight into me and I was fully supporting them. And they were so content and satisfied. They'd received what they needed. And Jesus holds me and gives me and nurses my soul in that same way and invites me to let him just let go and fully relax into his presence, into his love, his loving arms. Thank you, Abba. Jesus is enough for me to keep my soul tranquil and quiet like a child in its mother's arms, content mm-hmm. as a child that's just been fed. Amen.
We hope you'll return to this Psalm 131 prayer. It's on our website, soulshepherding.org, and it's called Jesus is Enough. To help you do that, you might want to find a picture of yourself as a child and use that to help you join Jesus and the Father in loving the child in you. Well, friends, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We invite you to our website, soulshepherding.org, where you'll find over 700 free resources, including these Soul Talks. You also can find our newly published book, Your Best Life in Jesus' Easy Yoke. Until next time, let's continue our conversation with Christ. Christ.